Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of the All in Football Fantasy Premier League Show podcast. I'm your host, the FPL guru, self-proclaimed Alex Rex, and joining me today, all is lonesome, is Scott Williams. Scotty, how are you doing today? Hot is how I'm doing today, Alex. Sweltering, <laughs> and that's not just gone sweating over my fantasy picks, mate. It is, uh, yeah, it's a baker today, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's pretty hot. Um, I've retired to the front room of my house as well because it's just way too hot in the garden shed for me to be out there today. Uh, Tom Hughes uh, couldn't make it today. It's too busy and too important for us. Uh, so uh, just left us with uh, with uh, with us too. I think he's also embarrassed that uh, you beat him this week, Scott. So uh, after uh, he claimed himself to be the new guru last week, didn't he? The he did, mate. He did, yeah. But who's at top up with all of us three, mate? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not me. Um, <laughs> Worst game it one I've had in 11 years. I think my overall rank is like 7.2 million out of like 8.5 million players. It's literally the worst I've ever had as a start. But it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? That's what you keep telling me. It's not as bad, it's not as, bad as the um, podcast team. But uh, anyway, who are officially bottom of the All In Football Podcast Mini League. Yeah, so we're yeah. banner in it. Create a mini league, come last. Um, <laughs> but thanks everyone uh, so much for joining in. Thanks everyone for your contributions. All in football pod, all in football p, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, and uh, thank you ever so much for everyone who's joined the uh, the league so far. The league codes are all on our socials. Um, if you want to uh, to join them, of course, the more the merrier. Uh, for the first few game weeks of the season, then we uh, kind of close down the registrations because you know we don't want someone just joining just because they're smashing it, do we? Um, but to uh, touch base on the uh, the the league so far, let's uh, let's talk about our manager of the week, Scott. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It the is Cinderella stories, isn't it? <laughs> it it really is, uh, Mister Neil Ladd, also known as Jerome uh, Neil. Congratulations, first manager of the week of the season, eighty points. Um, the uh, auto subs, Mares with one point, but Kulazewski coming off your bench for thirteen points was a fantastic Our third sub as well. Yeah, why is he third sub? Yeah, <laughs> got to, got to question that decision, Neil. Uh, at home against Southampton, third sub Kulu. But anyway, um, fantastic. He's come off the bench for you. Smashed it, top of the league. Um, season can end now for you if you want. 250th in the world, 250th, 250,000th uh, in the world. Um, but yes, uh, 80 points. So well done to Neil. For podcast listeners, he's got Martinez, Emmy Martinez, that is. Um, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, he had Zinchenko, Trippier and James. Great returns. Erdegaard, Mares, Sal- Salah captain. Who goes Salah captain? Who go anyone but Salah captain? Come on. Uh, silly. Kulazewski, uh, Jesus and Darwin Nunes, um, who was uh, come off the bench to get a goal and an assist. What an assist for Salah that was, that it hit him and went to him. Um, if it had put Pope on the pitch and started him, he'd have got five even, five even more points than that. Five more points than that even. Uh, well done to uh, Stephen Goodall. Uh, rocker and roll 76 points and uh, oh my god DCFC uh, Dan Clark with 76 points also equal second uh, so fantastic start for you guys so uh, yeah keep going we won't look further down the table uh, you have to go right to the bottom to find uh, most of us um, but well Scott, I think you got four, what did you get 58 points this one week? point above average yeah 58 um, I'll just like to point out I was top of our league after gate after match day one after the first game, <laughs> I was, it was enough that. I love that. Toby was so, and the thing is, didn't you uh, message me after I think four minutes of the game when Martinelli missed that sitter saying it's going to be a long season? Yeah, I was already <laughs> hating life after that one, but oh, I loved it. It was brilliant. It's going to be a long season. This one just misses a sitter. Um, 
the uh, team of the week we've got for uh, for overall um, uh, Mendy in goal. So a lot of people had him. To be fair, Fabian Share only scores one type of goal. If anyone saw match of the day too, yeah, it's funny, hilarious. Or match of the day, or match of the day too. Um, uh, Kelly for defender for Bournemouth. Um, 12 points. Zinchenko with 12 lived up to the expectation for people. Fair play to him. He uh, was very, very attacking in that game. We're going to look at the matches match by match in a bit. Uh, Gross loves scoring against Man United. Mm-hmm. I think he scored like five goals against United now. Uh, Kulu with 13 points. Uh, Salah 12. Jorginho with 11. Classic penalty for Jorginho. Jefferson Lerma with a goal for Bournemouth. Mitrovic, could he do it in the Prem? He could only do it against Liverpool in the Prem. Uh, we've uh, covered off a few predictions that definitely went wrong in game week one so far. Um, and Erling Haaland, can he do it? Can anyone join Pep Guardiola City and hit the ground running? Because no one's ever done it before. So why would you invest in Haaland? He's a must wait and see. Well, I wait and saw him score two fantastic goals, actually. <laughs> that penalty was unbelievable. And that second goal was was very ominous. Like, yes, it's going to that... be a very typical goal you put, didn't you, in the group? I think you were oh. right there. I just, as soon as I saw it happen, I thought, I'm really glad that my game week two team has got Cancelo, De Bruyne, and Haaland in it. I'm saying that now because I'm, I'm very happy to hold those guys because I think there's going to be some. And then uh, De Bruyne's, uh, De Bruyne's um, tweet to Haaland, wasn't it? I'm happy to assist you on picking mm-hmm. your uh, picking your Best meal. Mates, bro, Manson now. Oh, no, there's a proper. He even went over to him and high fived him as he went off and got subbed. Don't know if you noticed that as well. Like De Bruyne made a way across the pitch to high five Haaland as he went off. It's a bit first like, that, though, isn't it? I was like, you two are absolutely... I mean, you're, I bet they're, just, they're hanging out together all the time. Yeah, I'm Calvin Phillips really jealous, but, you know, a bit stood, player, isn't he? he? Hey, listen, he celebrated the goal, though. The first one, he stood up and clapped and was like, yeah, yay. He came so, on for a minute, didn't he? He's, his World Cup chances are in the balance. Um... Right, so let's. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a format here. We're just going to go th- a bit of a, a different format this week. We're just going to go through the fixtures one by one, and then just look at the lessons learnt off the back of them. Um, so some of these will be raced through, and some of them will probably take a little bit more time on. Uh, Scotty, you watched uh, Palace Arsenal mm-hmm. um, two 0 to the Arsenal, top of the league for a little bit, weren't they? Uh, Martinelli goal, Gehi own goal, a Saka and a Zinchenko assist. Um, what did you make of the of, of the Arsenal team? What kind of what we expected to be put out, didn't we? Yeah, I, I was impressed. Thought first half, uh, very, very, very good. Um, everything was going through. Uh, Jesus is back. What really impressed me about Jesus was when he had uh, the defender behind him, touch tight. Um, he was getting that ball to feet, and he's, he, he looked so sharp. And they kept saying it all the time on commentary. He looks so, so good. Um, second half, um, the boy, Anderson, um, you know, he really had his number second half. It must must be said. I thought he was fantastic. His balls as well. Uh, his absolute diags, as one of our friends Liam would like to say. His <laughs> diags were amazing. But Arsenal, no, Im- impressed me. It did. I mean, I think we always knew, the, you know, they had the attacking attributes in Saka and Martinelli. Um, obviously, Jesus didn't return. But again, it was only if you didn't see the game that you would be saying, oh, Jesus out. No, definitely not. He will be returning. He looked very, very good. Um, Odegaard pulling the strings. Why, if you watch the game, why he went to pass the ball when he should have shot, it'll be beyond, never be on me. But um, no, impressive. Um, as much as they did, um, Saliba obviously was really good in centre back um, alongside Gabriel in that game. But I must say, I felt Arsenal were very, very lucky to keep a clean sheet in that game. Mm-hmm. Palace, especially second half, really came into it. Um, I think Eze had a one on one, which he should have scored. There was a um, Mateta was it first half as well? I had a oh, great it Ed- chance. It was the Edward header. Edward, rather, yeah. Um, yeah. So 
I think for anyone looking at this and saying, oh, yeah, Zinchenko assists, Zinchenko clean sheet, brilliant. I was delighted when Zinchenko came off the pitch with his clean sheet bonus intact because I thought they're never keeping a clean sheet. So I just want to bear in mind, I think it was quite a lucky clean sheet, but a deserved win for Arsenal. It was a unique assist as well. Like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a header back across from a corner from a set piece rather than it being actually from open play, which I think is an important thing to point out. Mm. Um, It's um, just, but yeah, in general, I think a lot of people are going, should I sell Perisic and Kane if I've missed the price rise and price fall to bring in uh, Zinchenko and Haaland? Well, I don't think they're wrong to do Mm. that at all, actually. And, And, you know, I think they'd be actually quite a relatively solid pick. Um, I think I've... I think what you always look for are your fullbacks. What we always do on fantasy anyway is it's not so much the clean sheets. That's a bonus, really. I think these days it's can they get them attacking returns because that's what you expect for your fullbacks now. And Sinchenko, like he did with City, forgot how to be a defender, yeah. um, and he was constantly up at the top of the pitch, wasn't he? So he he, he was. Um... And in terms of expected goal involvements, Martinelli and Zinchenko were 0.9 and 0.7, which were the highest for Arsenal players um, for, for that game. And I think that was quite noticeable when I was watching it because I saw quite a bit of it, uh, of, of, of this match. And it felt like most of their attacks were down the left. So one of the questions came in yeah. were, is the value in Martinelli rather than Saka? Um, and obviously Martinelli rather than Odegaard because Martinelli's got up 6.1, Odegaard 6.5, but Martinelli's still the cheapest of that three behind Jesus. Is he the real value in Arsenal's attack? And I think I'd have to say yes, if I was going to bring in one of them three, it's him. It's one thing I picked up on. There was obviously Ben, Wright, uh, ben White was at right that's hard to say. Ben White was at right back on that game, um, yeah. and he wasn't nowhere near bombing up as much. He's obviously not particularly got the maybe the pace to get back that Sinchenko's got. Um, there's no slouch, but he hasn't quite got that electric turn of pace. Um, so things were tending to go down that left hand side more and more. Um, Saka looked good, but for, but for me, and it's, it, there's not enough in it to not go for the cheaper option, and that's why I went for Martinelli at the start of the season to free up for funds anyway. Moving on to Crystal Palace, one of the interesting takeaways was people were talking about 5.5 midfielders at the beginning of the season. Who's going to offer value in that area? Uh, they started off with Edouard, um, and as you mentioned, he missed a pretty good chance early on. He got subbed off after 58 minutes for Mateta, um, who I don't really remember doing much, even though they were kind of dominating the game at that point, but I don't really remember that. Most of their action came from Zaha, Eze, um, and uh, was it Schluff, I think, was playing for them as well? One point, yeah. Um, Zaha was just classic Zaha you know he is an asset sometimes he isn't sometimes he delivers sometimes he doesn't it's just very like you know maybe if you get a good one of fixtures of Palace at some point you might be able to take a punt on him I really like Eze I like watching him as a player but um, just needs to end up working out for him just yet but you never know it could come true and, and obviously um, just so everyone knows if you didn't know Ben Teke has been sold to I think it's DC United or something or like something like that he's gone DC, to it yeah, he's gone DC. to Rooney hasn't he he's gone to Rooney oh, yeah. him and Ben Teke best mates um, so uh, they did Four substitutions, uh, Palace. Arsenal did three, just on sub-watch. Um, seeing how many people use how, however many. Um, uh, Edouard, Ayu, Zaha, Eze and uh, Anderson all had better expected goal involvements for that game than any other player in the Arsenal team by Martinelli and Zinchenko. So it just shows, like Scott says, they were probably quite lucky to, uh, to keep a clean sheet, really. But Zinchenko was third for passes in the final third, second for passes in the opposition half. Um and, uh, you know, he was, I think I've seen, in terms of transfers in and out so far this week, 
um, Haaland and Zinchenko in for Kane and Perisic. It's pretty pretty high up on the list. Um, and also Mitrovic in for Jesus for people who are panicking about that. Personally, I wouldn't be panicking about Jesus like Scott said already. I I, I would be I'd be doing the Perisic move if not because you know Sessegnon scored. Um, he's very very unlikely he's going to be dropped um, for this week uh, and and also beyond. So yes, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that move personally. Um, should we move on, Scott? Yeah, sounds good. So it's a Fulham. Uh, against Liverpool. Uh, uh, my key takeaways from this was, can Mitrovic do it? Well, yes, he can. Can Trent Alexander-Arnold Alexander still not defend his back post? Absolutely. Um, didn't look over his shoulder once. <laughs> Mitrovic jumped over the top of him and bullied him. Um, there's a reason Southgate didn't pick him. But anyway, that's just... I think he's, he's unbelievable going forward. But he's, that, is his, that is definitely his weakness. Um, Mitrovic, obviously, still still one to watch, but a great start this time, has to be said. Uh Takeaways from, from any other one from Fulham? I think Pereira seems like a good 4.5 million option. He's on set pieces. Um, anything else from Fulham other than that, Scotty? Uh, not really. Just very, very, uh, they look very, very good. Um, yeah, they impressed me. They, I, I did. I mean, it was one out of 38 games, but I did predict them to stay up this season. Um, and yeah, Mitrovic, the difference between Mitrovic this season and when they came up last season, obviously dominated in the league, but then um, Scotty Parker didn't fancy him. Last time he came up to the Prem, so he did actually start on the bench a lot. He's going to be out and out there, main boy. And, yeah, very impressed by Mitrovic. Yeah, I think we're going to see some Pereira to Mitrovic's this season with set pieces and headers, etc. Um, one of the key things to take away is the from the Liverpool side, I felt, was the, the, the front three. So they started with Diaz, Firmino and Salah. Firmino's average position on the pitch was a hell of a lot deeper than when Nunes came on, who was right up top and ended up getting a goal and, and obviously an assist to really change the game. Um, Nunes start next game for you? hundred percent. Firmino's done now. He'll be on the bench now. Um, he just wanted to get his eye in. Then he two substitute appearances off the bench in against City in the Community Shield, and now uh, you know a couple of goals and assists is a hundred percent. Especially now they've not not a winning start. A hundred percent. Darwin Nunes will start next game. Yeah, I can. I I agree. Um, and um, Salah was classic Salah. Uh, D- Diaz. Mm. So everyone's been really. Obviously, he, he didn't score. Uh, he did at the post. Uh, your takeaway from Diaz, is he still somebody who you would look at potentially over Nunes and Robertson? Because I think, again, for a lot of people, that's a, that's a decision. I'd definitely look at Irvin Robertson just because how shaky they looked at the back. So, I mean, it didn't look like the old Liverpool team that's going to be keeping clean sheets. Um, Diaz, for me, I, I have Diaz in my team and I'll be certainly sticking with him um, for a few more game weeks. He, he looked pretty dangerous. He actually looked more dangerous than Salah uh, in that game, I thought. Um, he hit the bar. He did have a goal disallowed. I mean, Robbo was a mile offside, but it was an unbelievable finish still for the goal. He looked really dangerous. Um, I like Diaz. I think he's, I think he's going to do s- similar to how um, uh, Jota started last year. I think he's going to be doing that. Darwin Nunes, for me, is going to be one with the... Yeah, he's going to be one to look at for sure is... How much is he? Is he nine? Is he? Nine. 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 Mil, so obviously yeah. a million more than Jesus, which most people have. It'll be one to keep an eye on. If you've got a bit of money banked away, if you've sort of kept it, that could be an, an option for you to do that, isn't it? Yeah. I've got two of I've got Salah and Trent at the moment. And my real consideration over the next two weeks, I'm going to really try and bank a transfer into next week if I can. Um, so I've done the infamous Kane to Haaland already. I did it on Sunday night to be the prize rises. 
And I just thought, well, because um, I did the wait and see tactic on Haaland and I saw everything I needed to. So um, just get him in. And it's that, that I, I'm going to be debating my third Liverpool player because I think you want 333 Liverpool because I still think they're going to be by far and away, especially after watching the first game of game week of the season, the, the best two teams by far and away. I suppose look good anyway. But yeah, still obviously one game week in. Uh, so yes, key takeaways from Liverpool uh, Diaz, stick with him. Nunes, great option if you want to get him in and probably go for him over Robertson personally. Uh, this very moment of time, they could be starting the uh, the next week. One of the surprise results of the weekend was Bournemouth beating Villa 2-0. Um, now, Villa dominated most of the stats on this. And obviously, I've only ever watched the highlights of this one. I'm actually, I didn't, didn't, didn't watch it live. Um, but thoughts on this one, Scott? Because I found I found this quite a surprise really yeah it was it was a surprise i think when you glance it and see that but also like with the fulham result and the bournemouth result and the um going going away against a newly promoted team first game in the season is so hard so hard um as a new newly promoted team um, i was speaking to a couple of Leeds, martin a Leeds fan when they came up they had liverpool didn't they first game oh yeah that's what you want you want a big boy because you catch them cold. It's always tough. And especially if you've got that game at home. So I guess it shouldn't have surprised as much as it could. I think we all expected Villa and they've had a full, you know, full another full summer with uh, with Gerard. Well, full summer with Gerard getting his players in. We expected them to be potentially pushing for Europe this year, I think. So that was a bit of a surprise, I thought. Um, Danny Ings as well starting over Watkins was a big surprise for me. It was it was a big surprise, um, and then he started Jacob Ramsey, and then he took him off at half time for Buendia as well, which was quite, a couple of quite. I mean, he's doing tactical decisions, tactical moves, but he kept Bailey on for ninety minutes, and he took Coutinho off. Um, it was interesting. It was it, 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 the the way that he was handling it, Gerard. I, I wasn't. I, I didn't. I don't know how what I made of it. I mean, they made four substitutions in the end. Um, Cash and Dini still look you know, pretty dangerous. Like they were going to get forward quite a lot. Um, Tyron Mings being dropped was quite interesting. Diego Carlos and Consa starting at the back. Um, that's, that surprised me as well. Um, yeah. Not sure what to make of them. I think they're a bit of a, I've got Bailey, but that's okay. Cause he's 5 million. So I'm not worried about it, but I'm, I'm glad I don't have any other Villa. Assets yeah. The they're moment. a bit, they're a bit sticky for me, Villa. They're a bit like, I, I don't like him. I don't like looking at him after that performance and that. I think they're a bit all over the place. You don't know what you're going to get with them. Exactly. So for me, I've not got Villa players and I certainly won't be jumping on any for now. Well, looking up to the to the next international break, Arsenal have got fantastic fixtures to touch on those. You know, they've got uh, Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham, Villa, uh, Man United, Everton and Brentford. So they've, they've got good fixtures. Villa, they've got Everton and Palace next too, but then they go West Ham, Arsenal, Man City, Leicester uh, and then Southampton. So Villa are a bit of a stay, they're just a stay away from me at the moment. I wouldn't consider bringing any option in if I no, was, because um, you don't know. We've just said there with the rotation, with you don't know who's you, you're very other than maybe your Matty Cash and you didn't you? You're really struggling with which players actually going to play. Yeah, so you don't want to be wasting a couple of points come off your bench or one point off your bench. So yeah, great three points for Bournemouth considering they've got City away, Arsenal at home, Liverpool away next three. They I mean, did that, didn't they? Yeah, they're going to be on three <laughs> points still <laughs> to game week five. So I think that was a really really good start for them. Really pleased, um, and it just gives us an opportunity as well. Um, I've had to reload the computer, but I had this saved up anyway to start with because Kiefer Moore um, scored for um, Bournemouth in the game. And obviously, I was talking about 5.5 million forwards. Um, 
uh, earlier on when I was talking about uh, Crystal Palace. So I was looking at um, ones that that got that got minutes, um, and anyone that played un, uh, underneath underneath that price and value. And Keith Moore was the only five point five million or under forward that played ninety minutes. Yeah. Uh, the the max the other one played was uh, Surridge for um, Nottingham Forest. Edward fifty eight minutes. Armstrong forty five. Mateta thirty two. Greenwood seventeen for Leeds at four point five million. What was expected? You know, minutes off the bench for Greenwood. We'll get to Leeds anyway in a bit. Yeah. Um, and then Brozier got his 15 minutes, Archer and um, Dan, the, the lad from Brentford uh, played seven minutes and got an assist, which is an incredible fantasy assist. It was just a blocked shot. And then Josh De Silva had 18 touches before he banged it. <laughs> but still perfect. And then, yeah, Geld out as well. Um, but if you look at 5.5 million forwards or less, he's the only one that actually played 90 minutes and he yeah, scored. It's going to play, isn't it? Yeah. He's obviously going to feature. He was injured a lot last season, so it was just um, just something to uh, to bear in mind from from those guys. Uh, Leeds next up. Uh, you went to the game, Scotty. Your first I ever did. Leeds match. How did you find the cauldron that is Ellen Road? <laughs> Do you know what? I loved it, mate. What what? Uh, very lucky um, to get tickets there. So uh, hospitality tickets. First ever Leeds game. First game in the season. Crowd were amazing. Great atmosphere. Really good game. You kind of expect that these days with Leeds. Um, you know, I thought both teams played quite well. Uh, I thought it was, I thought Leeds potentially did just edge it, but Wolves weren't bad. Um, so yeah, some some quite interesting takeaways when you do watch the team live, really. I must say, like, um, Harrison, for me, didn't really get involved enough and was far too passive when he got the ball. I would say Aronson, I think he's only, what, five and a half million? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely one five. to keep an eye on. Very impressive, I really did say. And it obviously, looks like he nearly got the goal, but ain't Nori decided to uh, stick in an own goal instead. He he was he was really good. I thought. Um, so yeah, there were some definitely some impressive performances there. One to bear in mind, it just goes into what you were just saying about Greenwood. Um, he seems to come on, and apparently this is what he did a lot last year. He actually fits it. He fills in in midfield. So it came on for one of the, I think it might be an Adams, one of the midfielders, and he just sat, kind of sat in that midfield area. So potentially not one to look at for a cheap striker. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think as well for, from a Leeds perspective, I think Aronson was definitely somebody to, to, to look at from what uh, people were talking about before. Uh, what was you, what did you make of, of Wolves' life? Because um, mm. Pedro Neto and Daniel Pedence are two players at 5.5 million in a Wolves team that are probably going to play pretty much every game this year, especially judging by the weak and weakness in the bench. And one of the only teams this week that made one sub, and that was to take Huang off for somebody called Campbell, who I'd never heard of, um, after 86 minutes. So they feel like they were devoid of ideas uh, and to be able to change it. Oh, I, I don't know what you think thought of, of, yeah. of the Wolves team. I mean, yeah, that, that is certainly something that I thought, strength and depth. The only player I knew off the bench was Connor Cody, who's obviously now gone to Everton. Um, I was quite impressed by Wolves. I was—I didn't know what to expect. Um, obviously, with Podence and Neto, small players, nippy, really good on the ball. Um, they did some really good interchanges of play. Um, I, I was fairly impressed with them. Like, if I hadn't seen the game and potentially just watched match of the day, you don't get the flavour of the game as much. But their movement was really, really good. Um, so sort of the movement for the goal that they had, I thought was a well-constructed goal as well. Um, I think the ones that have gone for um, Neto, I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Stick with him. I honestly thought he was quite good, linking up well with Perdent, I must say. Um, but yeah, certainly, for me, the best player was the guy, he did actually score, but he scored in the wrong goal. 
um, eight Nori. I know he got minus one this week, but was he wow. really good? Because I, because yeah. honestly, like this is where watching the game makes all the difference. I've mm. got eight Nori, and I just yeah. gone like he scored an own goal, and it looked like he kind of faffed about for for the other goal. Um, he's so good. He's so good. Honestly, he had the uh, he had the leads right back, the new boy. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember his uh, name. Christensen, I believe. Yeah. yeah, he had him on toast. Absolute toast. Um, he was fantastic. He's one touch give and go. Sort of comparing to Jack Harrison, and obviously different positions, but Jack Harrison really quite passive in that game. Where Ain't Nori just he wanted to go forward. He was so intricate with his play. He is. I was really really impressed. Out of everyone on the pitch, Ain't Nori impressed me the most. Okay. Um, uh, well, good stuff. Good win for Leeds. Um, great start for them. Uh, Newcastle. They're a team that we we need to talk about. Um, I've I've got a few stats about these guys to to sort of bust through Newcastle nice and quickly. Um, but they played four three three. They made five substitutions. Um, they felt like a team that were really together. And um, sorry, my screen keeps resetting to the top for YouTube listeners. And I have absolutely no idea why it does this on the on the match center. I'll, I'll reload it after I've done the Newcastle game. Um, but Trippier um, was fantastic at right back. Put the most crosses in in the game. Um, and uh, and also um, Matt Target as well was really heavily involved. I think that they're all options across the back, both five million. Um, the midfield was interesting as well, looking at Bruno Gomez or Gomez, um, or I don't know how to say his name, but I think it's is it Gomez, um, along with Joe Linton and Willock, they all w- were creating a lot of opportunities. They were all involved. I didn't really know who was the sitting midfielder out of them when I was when I was looking back. Alan to Maximum from wide, I think again he looks a, a much better option when he's put in that position. Um, Callum Wilson is he he does what Callum Wilson does. If he's fit, he does score goals. So he's always a fantasy option, but it's just he's 7.5. I wish he wasn't 7.5. It's like um for uh, it's like Joe Willock um is five million. He's someone to look out for at five million if he's gonna play a lot. Because I think his XGI was basically the highest out of anybody other than um Callum Wilson for that for that game. And Joe Linton's obviously not an option because Bruno Gamerez, who is somebody who takes that pieces, he's he's on he's such a creator in the game, it's the same, he's six million like Joe Linton. But um, I wouldn't shy away from Bruno. I wouldn't shy away from um, a player like, like Trippier. Um, and also, if you want to take a punt on someone like Callum Wilson, I don't think they're a bad team to, to, to take a punt. I mean, don't get me wrong, their, their fixtures don't look amazing. Uh, Brighton away, City at home, Wolves away, Liverpool away. So they're not that great over the next four. But they are cheap enough to take a, take a bit of a gamble on if you wanted to. But then the fixtures really start to turn. Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth. But then they do get better moving forward. So keep an eye on Newcastle um, and sort of be ready to move on a few of them because I think they're, they're looking like a, a good team. Anything to add on, on, on Newcastle, Scott? No, just I think we got we got from Newcastle what we expected. I would just back you up watching the sort of highlights. I don't know who was the holder midfielder. Joe Linton was getting forward. Gamalos was getting forward. Willow was getting forward. So, um, yeah, keep, keep an eye on them. Wilson, I've got him in our, my fantasy draft team. He's going to be returning for you. I think, it, I I think he's fantastic that, yeah. I don't think we learn any lessons personally from Forrest in that game. No, just Nico Williams is playing as a right wing back in like a 5-3-2 formation. So as a 4 million option at the back, he, he's, the, he's, the, he's the best 4 million option. I mean, Patterson played, uh, he was the only other 4 million option that played uh, uh, in defence. Um, and, you know, both of them are just quite simply bench fodder who will come on and will probably score you two points if somebody doesn't play on your team. Um, but, you know, worth keeping hold of, he is playing. So it's not somebody that you need to get rid of um, anytime soon or anything like that. 
Um, Spurs taking on Southampton. Uh, Spurs were, I mean, as a cane owner and captainer, seeing a 4-1 win and him having no returns was pretty annoying. But at the same time, um, yeah, can't lie. I think he's, um, I think they still look like a good team put together well. Son, though, had the um, the best opportunities uh, and also had the, the best XGI of the of the lot of them. He got an assist. Um, so he was probably the best captain option out of the Spurs team, like we discussed before in the end. Uh, but Kulazewski was, was the man, looked incredible, goal and an assist. Um, Eric Dyer with his first goal in three years Ryan Sessegnon with his first goal for Spurs in the Premier League an own goal and then Kulazewski I mean that's four random goals you'll never see again um, in, a, in a game uh, two assists for Emerson Royale which is hilarious from their third choice right wing back so I mean I wouldn't be jumping on him anytime soon but still um, Sessegnon at four point, is it 4.5 mil I think he is he's going to be holding down that left back position surely for a little bit Scotty what did you make of Spurs briefly? Really good, Kulaveski. Kul- uh, we were debating whether you know he w- he was going to play. Obviously, we know um, uh, Richarlison was obviously banned first game, but f- even if he was back next week, he's not getting that Kulaveski out. Wow, frightening performance! Yeah, he um, he looked really, really, really good, and he's only he's so young, and he's just such yeah. a good good asset. Um, Southampton, War Prowse with a goal, good goal as well. Um, I think they're just a steer clear team for me. Yeah, still. going down, so stay clear. Yeah, I, I really hope Ward Prowse gets a move um, before the end of the window. I mean, he won't because he's had new contracts and whatever else, but like, I think he's... Um, On you, Mike, for a 90 million, mate, you never know. Honestly, I'd, 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 well, I'd, I'd take him over and out of it. Anyway, let's not, uh, let's not stick on there. But yeah, in terms of Spurs, uh, sell Kane for Haaland, 100%, um, if you can do it. Um, yeah, Haaland looks frightening. Kane looked like he was dropping a lot deeper. Um, don't panic if you've got Son. I think one of the big debates is selling Son for, for KDB, potentially, that some people have that debate and thought. Um, I think City looked probably more frightening because they were playing West Ham, for an example, especially away than Spurs do against Southampton. And also Spurs, uh, Spurs play Chelsea next. So I, I wouldn't be taking that minus eights to do it, probably. But you know, I would I would look maybe doing that sideways switch if you wanted to do so. I think De Bruyne is going to get... I think De Bruyne is going to be on it against uh, Bournemouth, personally. Um, and selling Perisic, I don't think it's a bad move. His price is only going to go down. You can always jump back on him later on. And if it's freeing up money to be able to get on someone like Haaland, um, I think he's the player like Antonio was last year. You know, you need to get on him now, like because he's the player that's on fire and he's, you can tell how good he is and City's fixtures are really good. So, um, yes, I'd be taking a minus four without a doubt to get Haaland in. That's not even close for me. Definite minus four. Um, potentially even a minus eight if you're really, you know, 7.2 million in the world and you want to sort your team out. Everton Chelsea. Did you watch the Chelsea game, Scotty? No, there was a better game on BT Sport, mate, that I watched. Oh, what's going on? Yeah, it's going to be over. I didn't know. Well, I didn't watch the Chelsea game either. I wasn't watching telly. I didn't know Scotty were on uh, that at that time. Um, I did know because you did tell me, but I'd forgotten. Um, Chelsea... Anything to make of these guys on the fact that they still don't have a number nine? He put the ball in that and they scored a penalty and got past no, the I mean, <laughs> it's, No, I mean, Aubameyang's looking like it's it's going to be coming across. Uh, maybe De Jong. Um, not really. From what I saw on match of the day too and what I've heard, it seemed like a pretty dull game. Yeah, it's um, uh, Chelsea using five subs, um, I think was one of the key takeaways. The big boys mostly did really, to be honest. 
Um, and uh, yeah, they, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, Mount Havertz and Sterling being the front three, um, they're going to have a very expensive bench if they buy for Farner for 80 million, aren't they? Um, but hey, listen, that's uh, when you've got, got a lot of money. Uh, so yeah, Chelsea for me are still a bit of a wait and see. They've got Spurs next. I won't be jumping to get any of them in whatsoever. Uh, but it shows even with a yellow card, James still gets um, bonus points. You know, a lot goes through him still. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be really worrying too much about uh, Chelsea and Everton uh, as teams. I guess they passed them with a four million uh, option uh, for a defender. Sunday's games, Leicester-Brentford. Uh, for a guy who had double Leicester defence, um, I kind of had double Leicester defence without realising I had double Leicester defence. Because obviously I got Warden as a four million keeper and I thought, well, I'll put him in. You know, he's playing Brentford at home, you never know. And then I had James Justin, who I was really excited about and I was really pleased with the way he played, actually. Um, but I suddenly realised I had double Leicester defence and I thought, oh, crikey. Oh, 2 nil up here. This might go all right. Then bang, bang, uh, Ivan Tony uh, delivers a goal and uh, and De Silva at 4.5 million as a, as a midfielder delivers a goal. Um, thoughts on 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 this, this, this rabble, Sky? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a weird game, wasn't it? Uh, Leicester 2 0 up. I think, oh, still got the game under control. And then, yeah, Brentford coming back. Um, yeah, again, not really too many lessons learned. Um, I think everyone sort of got the, you know, warden, haven't we, for Leicester, Leicester keeper. Um, looking at the highlights, Vardy just looks a bit slightly slower. I know he's going to start declining that pace. He's not going to be as electric, but didn't seem as scary in there. Um, but no, I think Brentford have got a couple of. I think Brentford have got a couple of keep an eye on, especially sort of in that midfield. They've just brought a new player in as well. Damsgaard. Yeah. Damsgaard. I like Damsgaard. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's a very good player. I don't know if his, his price hasn't been revealed yet that I know of. Um, I haven't checked on Twitter actually in this afternoon, so it might have been. But um, he's he's a player to watch. I'd probably be five point five, maybe six million. I'd have thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's interesting. It's annoying, really, because again, it dampens De Silva. Now, I, we talked on this podcast maybe a nearly must be nearly two years, but a year and a half ago, we were talking about players from the Championship that we think that maybe the Premier League players. And I said De Silva at the time because I think he actually is a really good player. Um, he had loads of injuries, and then he scored a really good goal. But it's just going to be another player coming in this position. Um, ben Mee's debut didn't go well, did it? Um, and didn't, and then he got taken off, and they went into a back five. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Buemo looked as dangerous as ever without producing anything. Tony again looked good. So uh, yeah, I think generally speaking, they've got got a few people just to to to, to watch out for. Jewsbury Hall scored a cracking goal, brilliant goal, cracking goal. Five million as well. He's going to play. Um, I think actually, yeah, Jewsbury Hall, somebody that we're going to be looking at. Moving moving forward as to uh, to to fill our benches. He's um yeah, as he was pointed out last season. Uh do you want to talk about United? Yeah. If you don't so mind. I, I, I don't really. <laughs> who I we just we were just talking about who to stay away from on Man U. I mean, we didn't tell anyone to jump on anyone, did we? So uh yeah. Um what an absolute horrendous performance that was, mate. Uh it was um really disappointing. Um because actually, I think in preseason we've looked quite good, but then we played we played in preseason with a number nine every single game, mm. uh, and then we started this one with a false nine, and it just didn't it just didn't work. Um, we need a central midfielder. We played with McFred. I mean, nothing's going to change there at that point, is there? So until they can sign a couple of central midfielders, I don't think there's there's any any point even touching most of the United players. Don't get me wrong, 
we had more shots most than most, but that's because Brighton sat deep. So, yeah, they're a, they're a stay away still at the moment at Man United and a wait and see. Um, and Brighton, Sanchez in goal, all right, I suppose. Um, I was impressed. I was impressed with Danny Welbeck. Welbeck, look, I was, yeah, Welbeck's. The, the, the guy like if he's if he stays fit which is what everyone said about Welbeck for his entire career if Welbeck stays fit then he's definitely leading the line for Brighton yeah there, there's, there's no doubt about that he's the player that's going to be up up front for them um yeah and anything any other takeaways from from Brighton other than just to no, sort of I mean I mean the, the two goals were a bad defending from Man United I must say but yeah well deserved win for Brighton keep an eye on Welbeck like I say he's that he's going to be their go-to striker He's just six point five mil, which is the only the only thing. He's that little bit higher. If he was like five point five six, I think a lot of people are jumping on him. I think FPL have just priced him that teeny bit too high to get people in because a lot of people are going to want that Haaland or Kane or Haaland, and then they're going to want Haaland with Nunes. And then if you're going to do that, then you're not going to put a six point five with them because then your budget's totally gone. So yes, but yeah, keep an eye on those guys anyway. That's for sure. Uh, and then finally. West Ham against Manchester City. Um, yeah, Haaland winning a penalty, scoring it. De Bruyne assisting Haaland, as we joked about earlier. I think there's uh, the, 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 take, the takeaways are that those two guys are going to be key and pivotal and then the rest are going to kind of rotate around, aren't they? Yeah. Phoning came in for Mares from after the Community Shield. Grealish obviously playing on the left-hand side. Looked, uh, looked, looked okay. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with him. And then Cancelo and Walker were cutting in to join in the midfield and, and join in the play just the same. Their average position was very, very similar. Um, so I think overall, if you've got Walker or Cancelo, obviously stay on them. If you've got Edison, stay on that, stay on him. Um, but I, if you can afford De Bruyne and Haaland, I'd be on both of those. But other than De Bruyne, I'd probably be staying away from the midfield options for City. I'd be looking at a double up at the back potentially with Cancelo and Edison or even Walker and Edison if you want to, but Cancelo, Edison, Walker, Edison, yeah. uh, and then Haaland up top. Um, that's, uh, that's my takeaway uh, from uh, from City. Your boys, West Ham, Scotty? Yeah. yeah, tough opening game, wasn't it, for him, let's be honest. Um, you know, not really. Um, I've just scored down, mate. I think West Ham's just come off the screen there. It's just, just decided mm. to jump back up there. Apologies. It does it all the time. This and I've tried, I've tried, I've even refreshed it like three times while we've been on. The screen <laughs> keeps jumping up. I don't um, think we um I don't think we learned a lot at all from West Ham. They I don't know, they just didn't fancy it. It was very much a backs against the wall. They didn't really seem to be brave enough that game, which surprised me. First game of the season. Is it I mean you want to start well, but it's not the end of the world if you get beat three or four. It's against City for me. Mm-hmm. Um no, Bowen, we've said all this before. I think you look at your expected, um, well, your effective ownership there, and you can tell that number one, they were playing City, number two, there was no one really that's cheap enough. Like Bowen's gone up, he's quite expensive now. Um, there's no really massively cheap defenders to jump on. They've got a few signings that I would keep an eye on. So Samaka, um, the striker, I think he's a striker, isn't he? I should yeah. come in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think they brought another one in as well. I think West Ham will do well, but you can't really judge him when they play Man City first game, I'm afraid. No, not at all. Um, and I think, as far as I'm aware, they made the maximum amount of substitutions as well to save their players. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't blame them at all for that. And if we look at the fixture difficulty rating moving forward, because um, I think West Ham, Forest, Brighton and Villa, next three, they're see, you, you, you find out about Forest. Forest, West Ham against Forest and Brighton and Villa, don't you? Those are those three games where you're going to start 
making a decision on on uh, West Ham assets for the season. And they've got Spurs and Chelsea, those two, and, and Spurs, Chelsea, and then Newcastle, and then they've got Everton. But the next three for West Ham are good. I'm happy with the pod team hold, uh, owning Bowen um, moving forward, uh, and we'll see what comes of there. Uh, um, we'll stick on fixtures for now, because we'll just have a look at the, the teams to invest in. And obviously, Brighton are a team that have got a, a good run of fixtures. Newcastle at home, West Ham away. I don't think those fixtures are actually as good as they say that they are. I think they're actually quite tough fixtures. Um, Newcastle at home, very strong team. And West Ham away always hard. But then they've got Leeds at home, Fulham away, and then Leaky Leicester, followed by Bournemouth, and then Crystal Palace. So from game week four, Brighton's fixtures are, are really good. Um, so I think give the next couple of games, let's have a look at someone, for example, Welbeck's or um, how someone like a Lamptey or a Gross or anybody like that and, and see how they're playing uh, and then potentially look at those guys from there. And obviously the defenders as well are quite cheap at 4.5. Uh, Arsenal, good fixtures. Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham, Villa before the place Man United uh, away and then Everton uh, in game week seven. So they've got a really good run as well. So again, you're taking out Perisic to get in Zinchenko. They are high fixture ticker. It's not a bad move if you want to go even cheaper. Saliba as an option is never getting dropped now, is he? And actually he was a bit of a bonus point magnet. So he's someone that you could go for. Uh, Brentford, give him the United game and then see what you think after that. And then, yes, yeah, City right up there. Bournemouth, Newcastle, Palace, Forest and Villa in the next five. Like I said, don't hesitate. Get Haaland in and uh, captain him against Bournemouth for me. Um, and, you know, don't 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 wait to get on the bandwagon and wait and see. Because, you know, Bournemouth at home, I think City have scored an average of four goals against Bournemouth at home every, the last times they've played him. Um, yeah, I'd be surprised. Uh, teams stay away from again and the fixture ticker, Palace and, and Newcastle potentially uh, and Bournemouth, Leicester. There are a few wait and sees down there as well. So let's have a look at the fixtures um, for uh, this week coming up. So the deadline is at 11 o'clock on Saturday, this Saturday coming. And the early kickoff to avoid is Aston Villa at home against Everton, um, live on BT Sport. Um, then we've got Arsenal-Leicester, which should be a good game. I'm actually I'm looking forward to watching the highlights of that one. I think that'd be a good, uh, a good match. Brighton-Newcastle, City at home against Bournemouth at three o'clock on a Saturday. Um, it's going to be a whitewash. Southampton at home against Leeds. Again, a, a good game, I think. That's going to be something that's going to be quite an interesting one. I think Leeds, again, a good momentum. Hopefully they do well. Wolves-Fulham, big game early on for those two. And then Man United playing Brentford away on Sky Sports at 5.30 on Saturday. Um, so, you know, I won't be rushing home from uh, our, uh, our good friend's son's first birthday to uh, be watching that. Uh, I think I'll uh, be staying there as long as I can do. Uh, Forest, West Ham, Chelsea, Spurs. And then Monday night football, the first Monday night football of the season. Uh, Liverpool playing Crystal Palace. Scott, the obvious, I think it is, isn't it? Captaincies, Haaland against Salah. Yeah, you get, you get your 50 pence out of your pocket and do a coin flip. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, you, you can go either way and you'll be fine. I just think Bournemouth are the team to... I, I, I'd be going... I'm, well, I'm going Haaland. I'm already captaining him, definitely. Um, but uh, I'll might, I might be vice-captain in Salah, so, uh, which means nothing, really, because Alan's going to play. So, yeah, I, I do think that they're going to be the, 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 the standout games um, to, uh, to get some good points from. Some, some interesting options in there. Um, before we move on to then the, the, the Saturday after, which will be another Saturday deadline, and then um, we've got another Saturday deadline after that. So we've got some quite well-spaced out fixtures, and in between some of these early ones are some Carabao Cup games. Um, but the uh, Champions League wasn't kicking. I think it was game week four or game week five, um, a little bit later on anyway as well. Um, so, yeah, don't forget the deadline. 
that's it for us for this week, boys. Uh, boys, boy, just me and you then, Scott. I was just getting too, too used to uh, used to uh, saying that to Tom. Uh, thanks ever so much for uh, joining me today, Scotty. Um, and thanks ever so much for everyone for tuning in and all the lovely feedback we've had. Really appreciate it. Um, we'll try to get the podcast up as soon as we can do. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, don't forget to follow us on All the Football Pod, All the Football P on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok. Like this video and subscribe to the channel because I think we've only got like 13 subscribers, but we're getting like 40 views on our videos. So subscribe to the channel because it helps boost the channel and puts it in front of more people organically. So make sure you subscribe. There's a link on the out screen that I'm going to put on that you can click, which should just be a picture of the badge of our logo. And then you can subscribe to us and don't forget to uh, to like the video, uh, like the video as well. But thanks very much for joining us, Scott. Not as well. And uh, we will see you next week. Green hours all round. Well, I can't not have a green hour really this week. Oh, well, my famous last words. Bye for now.